Hello and welcome again to the Community Broadband Bits podcast from the Institute for Local Self-Reliance. This is Lisa Gonzalez. In our 31st episode, we take you to Virginia to learn about the Wired Road Authority. Grayson County, Carroll County, the City of Galax, and the Blue Ridge Crossroads Economic Development Authority are all collaborating to bring access to an area of the state where access was hard to come by. Before the Wired Road Authority rolled out the open access network, dial-up was the norm, and only a very small percentage of residents and businesses had it. Scarlett walks us through the history of the network, talks a little about how the project was funded, and describes the multitude of benefits from the network. Here are Christopher and Scarlett. Scarlett McGrady, thank you for joining me on the Community Broadband Bits podcast. I'm excited to talk with you about uh, this exciting project in Virginia. Um, Perhaps you can start with a brief description of what the Wired Road is. Thank you for having me. Uh, Yes, the Wired Road Authority is actually a broadband authority under the Virginia Wireless Broadband Authorities Act. It was actually created by the Blue Ridge Crossroads Economic Development Authority, the city of Galax, Carroll County and Grayson County. The region was in need of a world-class digital road system to support existing businesses, create new business opportunities, and provides residents of the area with access to educational and entrepreneurial resources. This is a region that is uh, it's pretty rural, right? We're not talking about the suburbs of Washington, D.C. Exactly. We are in a very rural and isolated um, area, primarily agricultural-based This service area is underserved. Only 25% of the people in this area actually have broadband access. There was a random telephone survey that they did in like 2009 about broadband use, and that is one of the reasons why they created the Wired Road Authority uh, to transform this region economically because it's so depressed. The unemployment is reaching like 13% right now, primarily wood and textile manufacturing environments, and all of these uh, plants are actually closing down. So we're looking at uh, increasing unemployment rate, and uh, with broadband in this rural area, we can, you know, change this to a more dynamic small business entrepreneur valley so that... uh, educational opportunities will abound, work opportunities will abound. For example, in western Grayson County, uh, primarily the residents out there only had dial-up or satellite internet service. We introduced um, broadband into the communities. We deployed fiber into the grant community, and with that came wireless internet technologies, Uh, so line of sight to Our towers provided residents the ability to receive broadband in their homes. Uh, With this, we've seen people moving into the community with home-based businesses. So the growth has already uh, started since we deployed broadband into the grant community. There was a doctor's office that was created, and they do use our system and do uh, telemedicine through our broadband technologies. What you're saying is is that there was a shortage, and uh, so the communities, uh, was it two counties and one local government formed an authority, right? Right, in the city of Galax. And they are building a uh, fiber and wireless network. Now, it's been several years now. How long has it been going on? 2007 is when the Wired Red Authority was formed. It started operations in late 2008. By April of 2009, they had started providing some 
residential services, but primarily business services on fiber in Carroll County and in the city of Galax. Uh, by now, here it is, the beginning of 2013, and we have fiber in rural western Grayson County. Uh, we In this area, there was 70 homes and three businesses that was offered fiber, um, 40 of those residents and businesses signed connection agreements, and the take rate on that right now is 50%. So we're seeing success in signing up people for the services. And the Wired Road doesn't actually offer services itself, right? It's taken a slightly different approach. Can you describe that to us? The Wired Road Network has been in operation as a public-private partnership with what we call an open access network. That means that service providers market and sell their services directly to their own customers that are on the Wired Roads network. Uh, the service providers bill their customers directly. They have the responsibility for all customer technical support, troubleshooting related to service issues. The authority owns and maintains the network, and the service providers will sign up their customers. And as they sign up customers, they pay us a port fee for using our network, and then we get a revenue share for every individual customer or business that they add to the network. So that's sort of how that works. And how did this project uh, come about financially? Um, you know, I think we have, we see a lot of communities that would really like to do something similar, and they always want to know how how they can fund it. Right. Uh, we were funded um, primarily from local governments, private contributors. The Virginia Department of Housing and Community Development uh, was great with offering different grants and loans. The Appalachian Region Commission and the Virginia Tobacco Commission. If other um, areas are interested in seeking funding, the best thing they could do is speak to the USDA. There's tons of funds out there and available, and and um, if you need it in your area, it's definitely worth going after. So let's talk a little bit about some of the uh, benefits that you've seen uh, because this network was built. Can you uh, tell me how it's changed the community? You already mentioned the increase of home-based businesses, which is terrific. Um, as the network's expanding, uh, what else have you seen? Uh, as the network's expanding, we're seeing the prices of a lot of these utilities come down. Uh, not only is the broadband internet prices coming down due to competitors, uh, the satellite providers um, offering their internet services for cheaper rates because of the competition, uh, phone companies um, with the ability to do voice over internet phones, uh, they're seeing a challenge, you know, with keeping their customers. So uh, not only is it bringing costs down, it's bringing more services into the area, economical um, opportunities and educational opportunities. And that's the big one I've seen is the educational opportunities. Um, different classes, college classes are offering online classes or hybrid classes. And with broadband in the area, more students are able to take the online classes, which saves them transportation fees. Um, the medical center, uh, we are, okay, for example, in Grant in Troutdale, Virginia, mm -hmm. the Grant community is about 30 miles from Marion, Virginia, or 
Independence, Virginia. So you have to travel an hour, you know, there and back if you need to conduct business. Uh, medical appointments, uh, there's children that see uh, psychologists and they can do that through our video conferencing equipment at the Wired Roads Grant Community Computing Center. So that it's also saving the, the residents in the community uh, transportation costs and uh, helping them receive services that they otherwise would not get if it weren't for the broadband. I seem to recall uh, reading an article a few years ago, maybe, talking about how uh, I believe this network uh, improved access to the local schools. The schools was the very first thing that the Wired Road uh, implemented into the network when it was created, was Carroll County Schools. Uh, Galax City Schools are now on our network, and most of Grayson County Schools are on our network. Initially, um, they were doing fiber to Carroll County, then they did an overhead fiber to Galax. And with the grant in the Community Connect project for the grant community, uh, the Wired Road is providing two years of free broadband service to the newly built Grayson Highland School. I really appreciate you fielding all of these questions. I know that you spend most of your time um, working in the new uh, community computer center there in Grant. And so um, please correct me if I'm wrong, but also uh, why don't you tell us why um, or how the computer center came to be and its relation to the Wired Road? Sure. The Grant Community Computing Center was created uh, due to the fact that it is virtually impossible to provide broadband into every single residential home in a very rural, isolated area uh, due to um, our high elevation, various mountain ridges, and the terrain here. Even with the wire broadband wireless towers, most homes will not have a line of sight due to the mountains or the trees. So uh, regardless of, you know, how much we put into building towers, there are going to be small pocketed areas where people will not be eligible to receive the broadband. Uh, for that reason, the Wired Road has decided to build a community computing center that is free to the public. So everybody can come in and have access to that broadband for free. Uh, so they still have the same opportunities to do work or to do educational classes or to uh, meet with other individuals to have business meetings. So they have access to business class equipment and up-to-date computer systems and free internet access. We have uh, nine computers and a video conferencing room with video conferencing polycom equipment and uh, we invite everybody in the community to come out and use the facilities. It's been a great success. We've had an instructor from uh, Delta State University in Mississippi teach a class from our Grant Community Computing Center. We have a couple of local musicians that use the center as, a, as their uh, work office. They actually order their supplies, contact their customers, they come in and do phone conferencing uh, meetings with customers. We have an author that uses the computers to uh, submit her works to her publishers. We've taught her how to um, put her pictures and her 
text into the publisher program and then save it as a Adobe PDF file so that she can easily send that to her publisher. We also have um, a freelance writer and journalist that comes in, and he comes in probably two to three times a week. Uh, he has to have the broadband even though he has Internet at home because his files are so large so that he can submit those to his publisher in Colorado. So we're growing. Uh, we offer um, different clubs, classes, workshops, individuals in the community that don't know how to use a computer. We invite them to come in. We'll sit down with them on a one-on-one -on -one basis, or they can come in during a class period, and we'll teach them how to use the computer. Uh, those that know some about computers, but they're not very proficient, they come in, we can sit down with them, find out what they know, find out what they want to learn, and teach them. We have an abundance of free resources, online resources, and print materials here at the center that we like to share with everybody. There's a perception among many um, urban type people, um, often policymakers uh, from major cities in the East Coast, that people in rural areas uh, and in Appalachia, is, it's particularly uh, believed, um, do not want or need access to the internet. And I'm, I'm curious what your experience has been with the enthusiasm of local residents. Uh, yeah, I find that that's generally not true. Um, actually, since we've deployed broadband in Western Grayson County, there's been two individuals, um, one moving into the area from Las Vegas. And the reason why he moved into the area is because we finally had broadband access. He had been looking at a property for some time, and that was the only thing that was keeping him from moving to the area is because he had to have that broadband for work purposes. And now that we have the broadband, uh, he is moving here along with some other family members. Uh, then there's another family. Um, I'm not exactly sure where they're from, but they actually run an e-commerce business online. And they are going to be moving into the area as well and starting their own home-based business, small e-commerce business. Uh, but they would not be moving into the area if it wasn't for the broadband availability. So I feel like um, a lot of these people that's already here that are doing Appalachian-type crafts, um, people make jewelry. Uh, there's a gentleman that he um, sells his goods uh, right now at Abington at the art gallery there in Abingdon, Virginia. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm going to sit down with him, and we're going to create a website. So he will actually start selling his own goods for himself online. So I think the people in Appalachia, as soon as they've realized how it can benefit them, how much it can save them, uh, just going, for example, uh, having broadband in your home, you can cut your phone bill. If you go with the voice over internet phone system, you could drop 20 to $40 off your phone bill. If you go from, most people have a satellite television out here, mm -hmm. if they went with a you know smart TV package, you know thirty forty dollars for a box and then twelve dollars a month, so they could potentially save fifty to a hundred dollars a month with their cable bill. Um, different things like that. As as soon as they see that it can number one save them number money, number two make them make money, number three know that they have a place to go where they can get 
information and learn about it from somebody from the area, they'll be more apt to come in and use the broadband. Is there anything else that we should know about uh, the Wired Road? Uh, it's a really it's a fascinating project that I've been following for a number of years. And... We've completed our first mile, uh, working on the middle mile, and primarily that means we've got a good um, backbone or infrastructure started. Uh, we've got redundancy going in Grayson County. We'll soon have redundancy going around in Carroll County, so it's a very secure, stable network. Uh, we have gigabyte um, capabilities, and that is very big right now in broadband. I know Bristol Utilities just came out with a press release stating that they were able to offer gigabyte service, and um, the Wired Road can offer gigabyte service. Uh, so that that's something key. So if there's any businesses out there that are looking at a new place to uh, locate, uh, Galax, Virginia, or any place along the Wired Road, you know, would have the capability to house their facility. It's an exciting time. Uh, it's um, I, I, can't, I can't even imagine how much uh, Comcast or CenturyLink would charge me if I um, called up and asked as a small business uh, what it would cost to get a gigabit of service. Uh, I think they'd probably just laugh at me, and I have to assume <laughs> the price would be at least 20 times more than anything I would pay in, Gal in Galax. Galax. How do you say it? Right. In Galax. In Galax, mm -hmm. yes. Right. And right now, Gigabyte, we do not have a set rate that we announce because our service providers actually sell that service. So that would be up to the provider what they right. wanted to charge for that. Uh, but I do know that it would be quoted out and um, on a one-on-one -on -one basis. They would actually you know, work with the business and, and look at other things. There might be, be some really good discounted rates, you know, just to get somebody signed up the first time so that we could really brag about it. Right, and it would be terrific to have three different choices in addition to the incumbent providers. So, um. Oh, absolutely. We're actually uh, currently seeking new service providers um, interested in speaking um, with individuals like Gamewood to see if they might be interested in, in doing something with their area. But we are open access. Any service provider that wants to sell their services can do so. Um, that's anybody can sign up. So if anybody's interested, all they have to do is contact us, and we'll give them the information they need. Yes, and Gamewood has uh, um, got its start in Danville, uh, Virginia, down in the the open access network, um, a little bit um, south of you, I believe, right? That's correct. It's my understanding that Danville only has one service provider. They are open access, but the right. only service provider they have currently is Gamewood. Um, we have we were very lucky to have three very competitive providers right now, uh, but we're always looking for more because the more the more providers we have, the more competition, the lower that price is going to be. Well, thank you so much for your time and all of your uh, work to improve uh, the access to the internet out there in Virginia. Well, thank you. That was Christopher visiting with Scarlett McGrady, who also manages the Grant Community Computing Center. Be sure to check out more details about the collaboration at thewiredroad.net. You can also visit muninetworks.org and follow the Wired Road tag to read our articles and updates on this collaborative that's brought so many positives to the region. If you have any questions or comments, please send us a note. Email us at podcast at muninetworks.org. Our handle on Twitter is at communitynets. This show was released on January 29, 2013. 
Thanks to the Mojo Monkeys for the music licensed using Creative Commons. The song is called Bodacious.